I thought about so many different ways that I could start this podcast episode, and it all just came back to the thought of thank you. I... Last week, I announced that I was moving to Austin, Texas, and just the amount of love and support, messages, comments, shares that I received from all of you was just, it was just like, I I just can't be more thankful. And I did not want to miss the opportunity to, to tell you that today. Just thank you for your support. Thank you for your encouragement. This move is, like I mentioned in last week's episode, it's it's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I am completely disrupting my life. I'm leaving the town that I never thought I would leave and starting somewhere completely new where I don't know anybody. And I, it's a little scary, but I, it's, it's, it's scary in the most exciting way. Like I, when I was there last week visiting, it was just, I had so much peace about it. I had so much excitement. Honestly, I wanted to stay there. I didn't kind of want to come back to Augusta because I was like, I just love this city so much. And I just know God is about to do some crazy things in my life. And he's about to do some crazy things with worth. And I just had the best feeling about it. So I just wanted to first start off by saying thank you so much for your support and just all the love that I received with that announcement because I have been holding that secret in since May and I was not scared to announce it, but just, you know, just announcing the fact that I'm moving from the city that I started worth in and I'm expanding worth from not only Augusta, but now I'll be doing things in Austin with worth. And so I just, I was hoping that it would be accepted well and it was, and I'm just, I'm so thankful for that. So anyways, I just wanted to first off say that and just, I'm excited to bring you along for the journey. And I, like I have said before, I am doing my absolute best to bring more of my like personal life into the brand and just share these moments with you so you can come alongside of me. And if it can help someone else, like the journey I'm on right now, then that is a win-win for me. So anyways, I just want you to get to know me more and to feel like we are truly best friends because that is the whole point of all of this is to connect women with other women who are doing big things. And obviously I have to be vulnerable and open and share parts of my life that seem a little scary, but we got to do it because I want you to get to know me. But anyways, so just thank you. Just wanted to say that. But anyways, before we dive into today's episode, because y'all, it is, it's so good. And I know I say that on every episode, but this conversation that I have with Kendra Neal, it is just, there's so many good points to it because Kendra is just she's doing the dang thing. Like she is in two different cities. She, you know, started from the ground up like a lot of us have and her, just her mindset on so many things is just extraordinary. So I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode. Make sure you download, save, share all the things. But before we dive in, I wanted to really quickly mention that we are very quickly like getting into the holidays. And I know I've briefly mentioned the holiday party for Worth that I'm so excited about. It's going to be on December 7th, which is a Thursday, and it will be at Second City Distillery in downtown Augusta, Georgia. 
So if you were in the area, I would love to see you. This event is not just for women entrepreneurs. It is for women in their own careers. It is women who have not, who want to start a business, have not started a business. It is for all of you. So I am just excited to connect with all of you, for you all to connect with each other and just to learn and grow and just increase and expand your connection and your network and just truly go for all the things in 2024. So come join us on December 7th. We'll have cocktails. Rudy will be there with their coffee bar. So if you don't drink, that is totally fine. I've got some fun activities to do some icebreakers. So just come have fun, dress up, don't dress up. It doesn't matter. So I just want to see you and it's going to be a great time. So anyways, Enough about the jabbering and the going on, but I just, like I said, wanted to say thank you. I wanted to touch on the holiday party, and if you want to see any more information or to go ahead and get your ticket, those tickets for the holiday party are on the website at www.theworthwomen.com. Wow, I just forgot my own website. So anyways, I'm excited to dive into the episode. I hope you enjoy it, and let's just go ahead and dive right in. All right, welcome back to the Worth Women podcast. Y'all, today is a guest I have been dying to get on here because she is just a freaking powerhouse. I actually got to meet her back in March whenever we had the conference. And I low-key kind of fangirled the first time I met her. She's probably going to be like, what? But this girl is the powder about powder brow queen and just one of the sweetest and inspiring girls that I have ever met. So Kendra Neal, welcome to the Worth Woman podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Kezia. That is such a sweet introduction. You're killing it with Worth Women. I refer so many women entrepreneurs um, your way. And I just think the work that you're doing is so important and needed. So Thank you for um, doing the good work. Oh, you are you are so kind. But yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually told you that. But I like whenever I knew you were coming to the conference and sponsoring, I was just like, oh my gosh, like the Kendra Neal. <laughs> no, you did not tell me that. But that is very flattering. <laughs> No, but you, you genuinely are one of the sweetest people. And I have loved getting to know you over, what has it been now? Six months. And so yeah. it's been fun. We've gone to kind of brunch, going to brunch this weekend. We go to the same church. And honestly, I don't know how I haven't run into you more, but I feel like Augusta is so big and small at the same time, but. It, it really is. Um, but yeah. Just doing all the things, but yeah. Okay. So let's dive into the conversation because I feel like there's a lot of things that I want to cover today and I'm going to try to squeeze it into an episode. So you own KNS. And so I guess first walk me through how you got started in permanent makeup and kind of your story on where you got started to and where you're at now. Okay. Um, well, I'll give a, a quick overview of what where we're at now and then I'll get into how I how I've gotten here. Yeah. Um so I yeah, I own KNS, which is short for Kendra Neal Studio, and we operate in Augusta, Georgia and Novi, Michigan. Well, Metro Detroit, Michigan. We are um 
We actually just signed a new new lease today this morning for our new location in Brighton, Michigan. So, oh my gosh, congratulations! Thank you. So, we run our business in two locations. Um, we have seven employees now, and um, we are known for our permanent makeup. So, we do permanent permanent eyebrows, permanent lips, and our technique has um, been. In, like known in the industry for our really super soft and natural results. So that's what we do. We also do spa services at our Augusta, Georgia location. So we're all about our customer and client experience. Um, super passionate about it. And I just am so blessed to have a team that also carries that passion um, for our clients and our services. But so how we got, how we got started? Well, well, if we're going to bring it way back, I started in the beauty industry when I was 14 in high school. Wow. And I always loved art and beauty. And so I started doing nails. I taught myself on YouTube how to do nails. Oh my gosh. Poor man's college. I love it. Yeah, but honestly, you can teach yourself a lot on YouTube. So don't sleep on YouTube still. But then I was on YouTube looking up like makeup tutorials, nail tutorials, and I learned how to do nails. And then I started doing nails in high school. Um, My sister also did it with me. So we would do like nails, hair and makeup. And then by the time I was a senior in high school, it really was it was my full time job. Um and I was just super entrepreneurial. I, I loved it. Every time I would come home from school and I would do nails. My parents helped me make like a little nail room in the basement. And um, by my senior year, I had a, a, a salon called me, the owner, and she asked me to work for her. And at that point, I was I had decided not to go to college. And I really wanted to pursue just being in the beauty industry and pursue. I already had this amazing clientele. It just seemed it seemed like a waste of my time, which to some people that would seem crazy. Like college is not a waste of time. But to me, where my passion was and where my vision was, college seemed like that was going to just take me, take me off of my, um, my vision that I had for myself. So I, I went and I worked for this salon and it honestly was the best, one of the best decisions that I had made because it was an amazing foundation of working in the beauty industry and what it looks like to, um, you know, run a professional, a, a professional beauty business. And I worked for her for about five years after high school in, in Michigan. Okay. So that's my background is spa. A okay. client experience, a luxury client experience. And then, yeah, I did nails for nine years. And then we moved to Augusta, Georgia. So that's my background. Um, eyebrows was coming on the scene, like microblading, powder brows, all the permanent makeup techniques. They were getting really popular on Instagram in like 2018. And so I'm like, you know what? I want to do that. I think, I think I would be good at that. Super creative. I love the beauty industry. I love, you know, giving an amazing client service. Mm -hmm. I was ready to shift into something new. And so I jumped into the permanent makeup industry in 2019 and I have never, I haven't looked back since. So we're about four and a half years in now. Wow. So from, so from like, what kind of nails did you, did you do? Oh, we did crazy nail art. That's what my sister and I were known for. (laughs) People were like driving in from all over getting their nails done. And honestly, to this day in Michigan, working up there, people are like, you know, I remember when you were doing nails. <laughs> I'm like, yep. We did, I did it 
my basically my all my teen years and into my 20s. That's what I did. So you have been a self-taught entrepreneur since 14. Um, yeah, essentially. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So transitioning from nails to permanent makeup, like talk to me. I, cause I just love like the conversations that we've had. I, I just, I love your mindset around business and just being limitless. And I feel like it's hard it's hard to adopt that kind of mindset when you're just starting out in something completely new. And a lot of us, you know, as women, like whether you're in your career or an entrepreneur, like there, you come across so many times where you have to just start doing something you've never done before. And I feel like you've just completely taken the reins on that and done it so, so well. So how, like, how have you shifted your mindset into just doing like, obviously you went from doing like crazy nail art and being really good at it and and building a name doing that. And then you're like, I'm going to switch gears completely and do permanent makeup and start this incredible business doing eyebrows and lips. Like, how do you just like push back the fear of I've never done this before to I'm just going to go, I'm going to do it and I'm going to be good at it. And it's going to, there's no other option. Like talk to me about that. Um, there's a quote that comes to my mind as you're saying that, uh, feel the fear and do it anyways. And I tell my students, we, we also run an academy, a permanent makeup academy in Michigan and Georgia. And I tell my students in class, you know, congratulations, you've decided you've made a really hard decision. And that's investing in yourself and doing something new. And that is actually very hard to even come to that decision that, oh, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to do something that is completely new to my mind. And I also want to be an expert at it. I also want to be really good at it. Um, Really, I struggled with that my first year in permanent makeup. And I nearly quit. I, I tell people I nearly quit like five times and was just like, well, this is hard. This is much harder than I thought it was going to be. I don't want to mess up. What's going to happen to my reputation? I've I've built a great reputation in the beauty industry in Michigan. Yeah. And I really was scared of risking that. And so I was either going to quit or I was going to boss up and practice and learn what I needed to learn to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's what I chose to do. With the encouragement of my husband and my mom, they were like, you have to do, you, you're not quitting. You have to do this. But I would say, you know, Feel the fear. It's normal. Like reason with yourself. This is new. When humans do new things, it's scary and it's hard. Um, but that's natural. You should expect that. You should you should expect a little bit of um, resistance in your mind and in your chest when you're when you're starting something new. If you don't feel that, it might not be hard enough for you. Like, is it even challenging you? If it's not a little scary, like that's what. That's where the magic is, is when you're, you're getting in that uncomfortable spot and yeah. then you push yourself forward anyways. Yeah. Um, and I was a definitely there with permanent makeup. I wanted to quit because I, I care about my reputation a lot and I care about, I care about people a lot. I really do. And I, I wanted to do a good work for people and a good service. And so, um, I sat in that fear and I, I put my head down and I hired mentors and I took trainings and I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and until I was like, wait, I have something here. And then I started to dream the vision of what I want my business to look like now that I, I knew I could do it. Mm. So don't stop. Don't quit. Invest in yourself and invest in 
um, a mentor if you need to. That's what I, I, that's my, my advice for sure. Yeah. I love, I love the part where you were just like, if your dream, if it like what you're doing isn't uncomfortable enough, then it's not, it's not pushing you enough. You're not dreaming big enough. And that is so true. And I was listening to a podcast this past week and that's exactly what they were talking about. It was, Mm. I can't like, I don't want to quote it because I don't remember exactly the details, but it was all about, you know, pushing. It's like kind of like, Oh, it was, it was 10 Xing. It was Ed Milet and it, I can't mm. remember his guest, but they were talking about 10 Xing your life and like 10 Xing instead of 2 Xing is all about, you know, getting outside of like everything that you know, like 2 Xing is just changing a couple different things in your life or in your routine that'll right. help you to the next level. But 10 Xing is completely putting yourself in a yeah. different different battleground because mm. you are so unfamiliar with everything around you that it's going to take a whole new version of you and a whole new set of skills yeah. that's going to catapult you. And it's not yep. just going to like, like give you a couple inches. It's going to give you miles into doing that. Definitely. So, yeah. That's what, that's what this shift in the beauty industry was for me. Um, was a complete 360, I would say for sure. Um, yeah. And it was scary. It was scary, but it is scary. And I think also reasoning myself through that, or, you know, reasoning yourself through any hard decision, that's, what's going to help you help you stay focused and, and keep your hands, hands to the plow, so to speak. Yeah. Is there anything that you currently do? I mean, obviously you're growing, you're growing very quickly in all of, in all aspects. Is there any mindset hacks that you have or any things that you kind of revert back to as far as like what you tell yourself or things that you want to focus on or even people that you like to focus on. It could be, you know, husband or whatever that just like, you know, that like, Hey, if I can just think about this or remind myself of this, I can oh, keep going. like the anything. end goal, the end game for sure. Um, I was thinking about a couple of things that I have done consistently over the last, I would say five years is, um, there are two things really, and that's have, have a vision, right? Writing down your vision, like have a vision for every, every aspect of your business. What does it look like? What does it feel like when you go there? If you have a brick and mortar, what, what's the feeling like when you walk in? Um, how emotionally, how does it make you feel when you're a customer there? Or how does it make how does it make you feel as an employee there? And then um, the vision for the goals, you know, how many people are we trying to reach every month? How many people are we trying to reach every year? How many students are we trying to see? What does that look like? Like really having a detailed vision in end game for what you're working towards, because, um, you know, reaching your goals takes a lot of work sometimes, especially um, having big goals. And sometimes there have been many nights, even even now, where, you know, I have tears at the end of the day. And I just cry in my car sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Um, running a business in two states has, has been taxing on me over the last four years. Um, but I, my husband reminds me of, of the vision that I set and we set together. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to quit whatever this is, because I need to know if it's going to work. I have to see this vision through. But if you don't have a vision, how how do you know what you're working towards? 
And in KNS, um, in twenty twenty, I sat down and seriously wrote down a vision for what my company looks like in five years. And we're on track for that vision, especially even closer now after today signing a new lease in our new location. So definitely having a vision. And um uh there's a there was a podcast. Um I'll have to oh, what is that? <laughs> There's a book in a podcast that I, I read and listened to about having a vision and life changing, but you don't, you don't need a ton of instruction. All you need to know is like, write down your goals. What does it look like? What does it feel like? And how are you going to get there? And then break it down into increments of time. So yeah. then you can like step, step by step, build your vision and build your dream. And that's what I've done. That's what I really have done at KNS. And that's what. I am doing for our company for the next 10 years, hopefully. I love that. Well, it's also like that Bible verse too, like where there is no vision, the people perish. And it is like, that is so like, there's a couple of things I want to note on what you just said. Like, obviously like the vision is everything. And I love that you, that you noted that because it's, it's like, it's your why it's like on the hard days when you don't feel like keep, like when you don't want to keep going or don't feel like you're making any progress. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Who yeah. am I doing this for? Like, why did I even start this? Because there's a lot of days like, Oh, like the, like what you said about crying in your car. Like I literally cried this week and it's just like, it's, mm-hmm. it's so real because I feel like some people like think they look at entrepreneurs and business owning. And like, even if you're like reaching a milestone in your career, like, yeah. Oh, well, there's just some, some ceiling you hit and you're successful in your loving life. And it just gets simple. Mm. I am, I've been, on, been in this for almost seven years. I have not reached that point. Not even no. close to reaching that point. No, so you cry. No. Cause you're just like, what am I doing? Am I doing this right? Do people like this? Let's yeah. <laughs> new level, new devil. Have you heard of that? No. What is that? New level, new devil. Basically, you level up, you're going to meet a new a new challenge on that level. You've you've unlocked the next level. Amazing. You're passing forward, but now you have a new challenge to get to get to the next level. So, new level, new devil. And I I experienced that. And I also think in increments, like every 6 months. Um I work in 6 months increments. In this 6 months, I'm going to accomplish these three things. Mm-hmm. Um those three things will also bring challenges. So you have to be willing to have the tenacity to um, just take it day by day and realize, you know, um, that's life. It's not going to be perfect, but every day, if you're inching towards your goals, just little by little, you're getting there. And then you look back four years, next month will be four years here in Augusta for our business. Wow. And I'm so proud of what I've created, but on a day-to-day basis, it's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. No, it's so funny you say that too, because my dad like literally texted me yesterday and he was just like, he's like, I just want you to know, this was like, obviously after I had my cry, but he's just like, (laughs) (laughs) like my, my parents were the best, but he was like, he's like, I know things seem like, you know, like you're not making steps forward. He's like, but I just want mm-hmm. you to like understand how much progress you've made. Yeah. It's just, like it's, it is true. Like in the moment, it's so hard to see like all the good things that are happening around you and literally all the road that you have behind you that you've already, you've already walked down. Sometimes oh. rain down it, you know, but a lot of walking and all of a sudden, like you're literally living in 
in like this reality that you dreamed of. And then, but, but the yeah. thing is like, we're already dreaming another 10 steps. So we're just constantly chasing that, that, like you said, new, new level, new devil. And we're always chasing. And that is really honestly true. I heard someone um, talk about this and I don't want to become the entrepreneur because I am an entrepreneur. It's, it's in me at this point, you know, so whether it's KNS that I'm working on or something else, um, there's always going to be something else that, or something that I'm, I'm working towards because that's what fuels me and my, my husband. But we try to, we try to celebrate the little wins along the way. So then you, you, it gives you just enough energy to keep going for the next win. So just like as simple as like, oh, we hired somebody new. That's you have to celebrate that, even though you're like, oh, we have so much training to get through with this new hire. Because right. you do every time you hire somebody, you're looking at six new months of hard work. Yeah. Um, but like celebrate that. Like we're we signed a lease today, um, so we're going to celebrate that lease, even though we haven't gone through the renovation yet um, or anything like that. That's going to be another. Another little challenge, but celebrate your wins along the way and don't forget to look back at where you started because um, when I look back at where I started, it, it not only humbles me, but it fuels me to go even further because Kendra five years ago was not Kendra now. And that that is that's enough for me to keep going for five more years. Yeah. Yeah. And even one year. You know, this oh, yeah. like, the girl that you started out as this year, like, is not the same girl that you are now. And Thank I know that rings true for a lot of you listening too. Is like a lot of you set goals on January first of where you were going to be at the end of this year. And if you truly look back on everything you've gotten through this year, I guarantee mm-hmm. you, you would be patting yourself on the back because I'm sure you're not in the same exact place that you were. Like none of us are. Like we've all gone through things. We've all overcame things. Learned grown, grow, almost said growed. I was like, gosh, what is English? Um, <laughs> but you know, like we're all just, you know, trying, trying to get to that next level and trying to get to that new thing and, you know, new promotion or new level of business. And it's just take a second to look back. And so, and like you said, celebrate, celebrate. celebrate yeah. Like, and it doesn't have to be some like crazy thing. Like where you, you know, go spend thousands of dollars on a trip. No you know, hundreds of dollars on a dinner. Like it can be whatever is like realistic for you, but just celebrate, take time to celebrate you. And that's not, that's not boastful. Like, no, celebrate it. Yep. It's reasonable to take a rest. I've learned that as well. Like, um, my day to day work life is, is really busy because I, I, I'm an owner mentor teacher, but also an artist full time still. So I take clients full time throughout my week. So I start my first client at like nine or 10 o'clock, and then go till 630. And we still have things that we have to do during the day. So it's like, go, 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 dead. (laughs) And I know that I am going to get to a place in my life where I have a little bit more balance. Um, but those, when, when I do have a rest day, I'm, I'm like mentally checking into that rest day because I know that I need it to, to get five more days through my week. Um, so don't, if you're a business owner and you feel bad about taking a rest, cause there's a million things you could do. Yes, there are a million things you could do, 
However, you will do them better if you're rested. So Mm. don't sleep on rest. Yes. Girl, that was me on Monday. I feel like all these things you're saying, I've like experienced all of them this week. But Monday, I was just like, Mondays are always like my my go-tos. I'm just always so excited. And I just was, it just was not there. Like my energy was just, it was not, you know, at 100% like it normally was. And it it got to about three and I was like, I was like, I can either keep pushing myself and sure, I'll get it done because I'm just that kind of person. Like I'll just, you know, set a goal and achieve it. Or I can just give myself some grace and like rest the rest of the day and like go like get a workout in and do something for my mental health and just everything that I think is so important can wait till tomorrow. Yes. Not that important. It's not life threatening. And I, it took me a long time to get there. And I'm sure a lot of y'all can resonate with that. Cause like you said, like we always are like, if we're not busy all the time, if we're resting, then we're not moving the needle. Right. is part of moving that needle because if you can show up a hundred percent when you're rested, it makes it worth it. Definitely. There's a reason that, um, there's a reason that God says to rest on the seventh day. And I really take that very seriously. I really take that very seriously, but on the other six days, you'll catch me, you'll catch me working. Yeah, I know. And sometimes that seventh day, maybe a Thursday. Or yep. a Monday. Like, he doesn't say, I mean, I don't know. He might have said this specifically on Sundays, but I'm just like, <laughs> girl, I'm it's sorry. Like you ask, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Jesus, you understand my heart. And so we're just going to do it on Monday. And here we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. Well, let's kind of switch gears a little bit. And so you, so with KNS, you have mm-hmm. built obviously a very strong brand. You have built a very strong technique, clientele, the whole nine yards. But one thing that I always hear that people talk about with you is your culture. And you have built, like you were like the Chick-fil-A for permanent makeup. And like all, I mean, just seeing how all of your team members show up on in your, like on your social media. I mean, I've met some of them in person and they're the most genuine people. So Get in. Let's let's get into some details about how how important one culture is for you and KNS as you grow, and mm-hmm. two, like what things do you look for in somebody and like your hiring process. Mm-hmm. What? Well, first off, what a compliment. You know, I like I love Chick Fil A because it doesn't matter what um what you get there when you go. I don't go very often because I'm trying not to eat a lot of salty foods, <laughs> but. Um, it's seamless. They're always so it's a consistent customer experience every time you go. And if it's not, they're definitely going to make it right by you every single time you can expect smiles and, uh, my pleasure. And I just love that. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I actually look up to, uh, them in business and in a few ways, really the consistency model, but my culture, that's such an amazing compliment. That's one of the best compliments I could get as a business owner because um, it is one of my top priorities as a business owner is my company's culture. Because if if you don't have an amazing culture, how are you going to attract amazing um, employees? You know, I want amazing people, a part of my team that can help me achieve this vision that I've created. Um, and in order to get those those people, I need to attract them somehow. Um, 
I also have to live with them every single day because I work every single day in that studio. So I want to surround myself with people who fit that vision and that culture. So when writing out my vision for my business, I was really adamant about what does it feel like to work at KNS? And I wrote it down and I, I wrote down, um, you know, as an employee of KNS, it's amazing to come into work every day and be supported fully as an artist, come into um, full, fully booked schedule every single week. Like I was writing these things down because I, that is how I want my business to be. Um, we go on company dinners every month. We like nice, we go nice places. We, we live the life that we want to live, you know, and all these things I personally want. I want to go out to eat. I'm a huge foodie. I love to go to great restaurants. I want to share that with my team because that's my life. And I want that to be our culture. So I incorporate all these things that I love. And then I think fuel a creative person because it, um, I'm, I'm attracting creative people to my company. Um, so I've, I've written down all these things that I want us to do and be like training. We, we've been to Miami for trainings. We went to LA to speak at a conference this year. So we went as, um, I took my lead artist there and just incorporating these things like that are actually quality things that you would want to do yourself. Like, mm -hmm. who do you want to be friends with? You know? Yeah. And I look for warmth in people and in, in interviews, really just genuine kindness and warmth. And mm -hmm. if I feel that from people in interviews, I am connected. I am instantly curious of them and connect with them and then take it further with the interview. Um, but I'm really just looking for those, the genuine, authentic, authentic individual who is creative. Um, but also it's going to just vibe with everything that we like to do, you yeah. know? And so far I'm very happy with our team and I'm very proud of them. They all show up to work every single day with a very positive attitude. And I think it starts at the top. If you, you have to show your team how you want them to be, it starts with you. It really does. Yeah. Well, I love how you, I love how you talked about how you wrote down how you want your team members to feel. And that's, that's huge because I feel like a lot of times, like, I mean, from ex like my own experience working for somebody like that, I feel like is something that is, I wouldn't even say overlooked, but it's not something that is put like front. Like, yeah. I don't think the people that I have worked for ever like sat down and was like, hey, this is exactly how I want my team members to feel it was just always like, Oh, it's going to be a great work environment. And you know, some things will like, would happen for a couple months, and then they would fade away. And so mm -hmm. the fact that you have stuck with it, and that is like, like top priority for you, because it's top priority. How is your business going to grow if your team members aren't even happy with their work? Yeah. And yeah, you're only as good as your weakest link you're only as strong as your weakest link. So mm -hmm. I think about my team that way. Um, and so I really take six months to pour into each new person, mm -hmm. six months, even to a year sometimes. And it's going to look a little different for every individual that is brought on to a team. But, um, you know, just learning the just learning the basics of systems and processes, how your business or company operates, you know, but then also like, 
how 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 do we, how do I want them to sound? You know, when when clients come to KNS, we greet them a certain way, and so it just takes time and effort. And employees are the number one thing that you do not want to breeze through. Be slow to hire and quick to fire. That's another little quick quote for you. Um, but every time I've considered hiring someone, it's really been. Um, it has never been a snap decision. I took, I took at least a couple of months thinking about each one of my members. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And I feel like anyone listening, you know, no matter what like field you're in, like that's so important to remember because, you know, as you're building a business and as you're you know adding to your team, like what, I mean, you have to think about how they're going to interact with other people that you bring in. And so it's not just a, let's quickly fill a position because I need the help. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's truly a team. And I just, I love how you, how you think about that and how, how strong you stick to all of your values, because like, you know what you want and you don't waver from that. And you're so good at your boundaries, like with life and your life, business, hiring, culture, the whole, the whole nine yards. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's crucial. I, I think your culture is your number one, one of your number one priorities, obviously like there are sales, but then your team is so, so important because you have to meet that demand somehow. Um, and so, yeah, the last three years, two and a half years, I've really just been focusing on building a very, very strong, effective little team. And, um, it is, it's been hard. It's hard. Um, there have been a couple people that I have considered hiring and really went through the ringer on and, um, ultimately made the call not, not to. And I had to learn lessons along, along that way. It's, it's hard for me. I obviously I'm a people pleaser. I've been in the beauty industry my whole life. I want to give someone that smile. I want to make them feel good and saying no to someone hurts me a little bit, but having that, um, picture in my head of the goal, the vision I'm trying to achieve keeps me on the right path, keeps me making the right choices for my company and the right choices for my, um, my employees, because I ultimately am protecting each and every one of them by continuing to make decisions that align with our culture and our values. Yeah. And that's hard sometimes. It's really hard sometimes to say no to somebody. Even if you think they just might be the perfect fit, you have to really vet that out and go through the steps, um, every little scenario. Yeah. And it takes multiple interviews sometimes, and that's okay. Um, your company is worth that time investment also. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I just, I love how you stick to to what you feel. And it's, you know, I have not personally hired someone yet. I know that's going to happen in the future. And so I'm literally going to take notes from this, from this conversation, but I can't imagine, you know, the feeling of, you know, cause I'm, I'm in a sense of people pleaser as well. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you want to make them happy and like telling them no or rejection. You're like, I never want to make someone feel like that, right. but being strong enough. And that's what you have to do as a business owner is like, no where like where you have to say no to, no to sometimes and oh, yeah. you can't just bring someone on just because you're afraid to hurt their feelings and it's Absolutely not even not. like the only area where you have to say no it's also making sure that your team members say 
not yeah. like stay in line, but like are sticking yeah. to the values that exactly. your company withholds. And we call it a culture of critique. Um, I when I first hired them, um, I explained to them, you know, there's a, there's an exact way that I would like you to do whatever it is I'm telling them to do. And don't be offended when I am critiquing you to do it a different way. Don't take offense to that at all. Just know um, we're getting better. Like Mm -hmm. I tell them what they're doing good at all the time. Every day I try to tell them what they're doing good at. Um, And then I also in the same in the same note, you know, you said this to the client, you said it this way. Um, Next time, try saying it this way instead, because X, Y, Z, like I always try to give them why I think it should be this way. So they can I can see them mentally reason through my um, not say commands, but um, how I want it to be, because ultimately I'm doing everything, speaking, visual, everything is in alignment with the brand and the values. and the voice of what we're trying to put out to our um, prospective client. Yeah. So critique all the time. If you don't critique enough and then it's like one big critique, it's like so overwhelming, you know, they're, they're just constantly like spiraling, like, you know, but if you're doing it little by little and every day you just get into rhythm of this is not a bad thing. I'm just showing you how to, how to do it differently. You know, it's better. It's better. It's a continual learning process. It's a continual improvement on a daily basis. And that's kind of how it is. Right. Well, I I think too, like anybody that comes and like wants to work with you, like they want to work with you because they want to work with you. They want to work with Kendra Neal. And like, that is why, you know, like anybody listening, if, if you're hiring somebody and they have like, they have taken the time to apply for that position to work with you, then they are already respecting you as their leader or boss, whatever terminology Mm -hmm. you want to use Mm -hmm. because they respect you, your experience and how you do things. And so being afraid to critique somebody is just only hindering them from growth because they're under your team for a reason. And Mm -hmm. just, I mean, always obviously do it with kindness. And like you said, you know, professionalism, but yeah, you know, like I, I, I hear so many times it's just like, Oh, I'm, I'm scared to tell someone this because I don't want to hurt their feelings or think that I might not thinking that they're doing a good job. But I'm just like, they look up to you and like, they look up Mm -hmm. to you, Kendra, as you know, as an artist yourself and as a business owner and just as a person, because when they come to work, they know that they're going to be valued. They know Mm -hmm. that you're going to give them like, I guess, critique, advice, whatever the case may be, so they can learn and get better. You're not telling them because you're upset with their performance. You're telling them to like, Mm. hey, you know, like you, I have more experience in this field. And so let me teach you how to do these things. Definitely. Definitely. And also, um, I think when I, when I first, when I first hired my first two, which are Lizzie and Carly, um, I was honest with them about all of my mistakes and, um, you know, things that I had done. And now I do it differently because this was the outcome then. And this is how I do it now. And I've learned from these things. I really humbled myself before them. And I still do. I still do. And as leaders, we shouldn't be afraid to fail in front of our team Mm. um, or really each other, because ultimately failure is only making us better. And you're whoever's watching you, your audience, your team, whoever, when you fail, they're not like, 
oh, wow, she is a failure. They're watching you come back from that. And it's inspiring to hear about someone's failures and how they moved forward. And I, someone told me that one time and it really resonated with me. I think actually it was my brother who told me that. He's like, Kendra, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your accomplishments. They want to know how you failed and what you did to come back from that. Because that, that really makes a connection with your whoever it is you're trying to talk to. And then they trust you. They trust you and they look up to you and they, re- and then you, you know, you're not, you're not just being some like egotistical, uh, successful person, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. That is, that was so freaking good. Like if you like, I, I just, just like, rewind that really quick and like play that again, because that, that just puts so much into perspective. Truly. Like People look at, I mean, you look at every successful person in the business and they have failed a hundred times over, but they still keep getting back up and keep, that's why they're successful because they don't quit. And I think, you know, showing your failures and, you know, and I need to get better at that. I'll be honest. I Mm -hmm. struggle with showing, you know, where I've failed and like areas that I think I'm failing in and, but I'm going to keep going. But it's it's like you said, it is inspiring. I'm like thinking about, you know, I mean, Steve Jobs got fired from Apple. And let's be real. We all know how that story ended. Like, what if he was like, you know what? I'm just not good at making computers. I'm just going to quit and go work at some fact store. Like, how sad. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like these beautiful things that I'm using all over my office would not be here. Right. But it's the comeback story. It's the bounce back. And it's like, yeah. don't be, don't be scared to, to, sh- I mean, I'm preaching to myself right now, but like, don't be, don't scared, be scared to, to, don't be scared to fail. Cause we're all going to do it. It's just part of life and business. And don't be mm-hmm. afraid to share those failures because mm-hmm. the only reason why you should be scared to, sh- to share them is if you didn't keep going. And that's so true. That's true. Because then the failure has stopped you. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that humble, humble yourself. Humble, humble. Yeah, no, I love that. Honestly, I feel like I could just literally talk to you for hours. But okay, so covered a lot of things about culture, about just inspiration in general. And so I feel like we're probably just going to have to do another, another interview because this is just, I would love to. and there's like so many more things I want to ask you, but just for time's sake. So let's just go ahead and start wrapping it up. But I always like to end with two questions for all of my guests. And the first one being, what is the biggest obstacle that you have overcome and what did it teach you? Hmm. Um, I mean, this is, um, this is a big one, I would say, and this is vulnerable, but looking back now, um, I'm actually very passionate about this. I would say my, my biggest obstacle up to this point was honestly moving to Augusta, Georgia from Michigan. Um, and that's because before moving here, I had my business in Michigan, I had a career that I loved and, you know, a church I was super involved in. I had all my family and the oldest of five kids. So my sisters are my best friends. Um, I have a niece and nephew up there. I love, I loved my life. Um, I wasn't running from anything by moving. I was getting married. My husband was in the military. So it was just the natural progression to start a new venture. I was not prepared for how hard that was going to be on me because I was happy and content and 
good. Um, my first year in Augusta, Georgia, I really battled. I really struggled with anxiety and depression so much so like it was debilitating. And I tell people this and they're very surprised to hear that. But I just want anybody to know it can happen to anyone. It really can happen to anyone. So much so I was in the um, grocery store with my cart full of groceries and I had to just leave, leave it there and and go to my car and go home because there would be moments of anxiety that I just couldn't get through by myself. Mm. And um, that that was definitely a challenge in life that I had to learn how to navigate through and get through. And I think um, going through that has created um, so many different things I've learned through that process. But I definitely wouldn't be in business to where I am today without having to go through that one year hardship of moving to Augusta, Georgia, and and you know settling into a new life and finding a new life rhythm and a new life pattern, literally taking the quote, bloom where you're planted. Um, I had to figure out how to do that. And so um, that's, that's been probably my biggest challenge in my adult life up until this point in in business, because I had to start over from scratch. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't imagine, you know, what, what that feels like. I've moved one big time in my life. And honestly, so by the time this, uh, this episode airs, I will have announced that I'm moving to Austin. Um, so you know about that. And so I feel like I'm about to experience that. So I'll probably call on you like Kendra. <laughs> How does this I'm here for you? I can give you tips now that I've been through it. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing is like, you know, Something like that, like when you're going through it, it's just like, this is so hard. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. But now years later, like your your story with that and like anybody listening that, you know, is moving, that is like thinking about moving, like this is, this is a way to help those people, you know, Mm -hmm. understand like, Hey, it's okay. Like, you know, things, Mm -hmm. things happen. Like, but like you all, you, you come back on top, obviously. And now you're thriving in two different states. And it's just honestly opened. It was kind of like God was like forcing you to like expand yeah. without you even knowing it yet. And now you hit it. You hit the nail on the head with that because I am so grateful for that because it really rocked my world. You know, I had to find a new, new everything, new community. And I had to, um, I was having kind of an identity crisis, I think, looking back, um, because all of those titles that I was known for were stripped away from me. Um, and I had to sit with myself and and rediscover who I wanted to be, who I was, and what I'm going to bring to the table here in this new place. And after about 10 months, I hit rock bottom. And um, I looked in the mirror, I didn't hardly recognize myself one day. And that is sad. <laughs> Sorry, that still make that still brings tears to my eyes. And I knew, I knew then that God had a purpose for my life and I was going to get through this this hardship and I was going to help women see that they can get through hardships too and they can be successful. And so I I woke up and one day I'm like I'm going to I have to start. I have to do something different. So I decided to get back to work and that was about my second year in Augusta and then KNS shortly. I shortly started KNS that year. And now we've been in for about four years now, next month. So wow. a long time, but not really like short and long all at the same time. 
Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's just, that's the beauty of it is hindsight is twenty twenty, And, oh, yes. you know, yeah, if you think about it, like, what if you were still in Michigan? Like, this, like what if you had never moved to Augusta? I may have not be, you know, KNS have my, I would, I would have just been happy with where I was because I was happy then. I was happy. Um, but I was in a really rough place. I had to pivot and I had to start something new. And I'm so grateful for that because what we have now, the relationships that I have built in just a few short years, I am so blessed to have those people and to have nobody and then to have a build a community. Um, I value all the people in my life here in Augusta so much um, because it was hard. It was hard to get it was hard to get to where I am. And I'm very thankful for it. Um, and now that I have a strong vision, there really isn't a lot to lose for me. Yeah, because I started with nothing here. Yeah. Yeah, and so, honestly, I mean, I, I I can't wait to look back, you know, a year from now, and just kind of the same thing is like, you know, like when I first visited Austin in July, I remember, and Arnold could tell you too, like I was sobbing, like sobbing because I was just like, I am terrified to move. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I? Even, why do I even feel called to go to Austin? Like, it's like weird. Like, I'm always. Like, I thought my life would be in Augusta the rest of my life. Like, why is this happening? Why couldn't my marriage just work out so I could just mm-hmm. live happily? Mm-hmm. And I know a year from now, September 28th, 2024, I'm going to mm-hmm. be like, holy crap, some great things have happened in Austin this year. And this is exactly yeah. why I all of this worked out for me to be here. And it's like the same thing for you is like, it's going to be hard transitioning. And like this, like this, honestly... It uh, like equals like I'm struggling to find the word right now. Like it, it's the same thing in like a lot of different scenarios in life. It's not just about like moving, like transplanting somewhere else. But, Adversity like, brings change that yeah. can bring something you've never imagined. Yes, and I like, just being pushed completely out of your comfort zone and everything yeah. you were happy with and everything you were content with is like like yep. brings the most beautiful things because it. May, it forces you to become someone new. And just, yes. just like with you, like you had to move to Augusta and like become some, become a different version of Kendra mm-hmm. to start KNS and to grow it and to like start mm. building a team and, you know, perfect your, perfect your craft. And like, gosh, I could just go on and on and on. But that's the beauty of, like you said, adversity and challenges is that yeah. it sucks in the midst of it. But Dang it! You don't look back and realize all the beautiful things that it's gonna it's gonna bring with you. Oh yeah, and the lives it impacts. It brings me so much um, contentment and just satisfaction knowing that um, my vision is now creating careers for other people and that they love and that's their passion. That is just that's the full circle for me everything coming together like that is my that's my favorite part that's so cool so cool well one last one last question because like I said I could just literally talk to you for hours but what is one thing that you have done or you are currently doing that has that you contribute to your level of success right now 
Um, I was reflecting on this actually, even before you asked me to be on the podcast, um, my husband and I, who is also my business partner the last few years, he's joined me. Um, I would say delayed gratification. Mm. Um, and what, what exactly do I mean by that? Doing the hard work, keeping your head down for six months instead of maybe, you know, like you have a great idea, you, you think it's going to be a huge success like not posting it right away, seeing it through to the end and reaping that benefit once the work is done. So delayed delayed gratification, creating a plan, sticking to it, doing the hard work, and then seeing the success of that and then celebrating that success. Um, that's been huge because my first year in business, I... I was, re- I really hit the ground running and I grew pretty quickly. So I had a lot of clients. Um, I, I could have opened a space sooner than I did, but I waited and I waited. I saved money. Um, I kept driving my crappy Ford Focus that was paid off and kind of broken um, for five years longer than I probably should have, but really delaying that that gratification until it was completely, um, mine, so to speak. And, and I'm still doing that now. I could have signed a couple other leases up in Michigan, but I signed the perfect lease today. And six months ago, I was really at a loss. You know, I was really, I was really bummed that things weren't working out how I wanted them to up there for me with this um, space situation. But I'm so grateful that I didn't give in then. I continued, kept my head down. I did the hard work. And um, hopefully in a few months, we're going to be moved into our new space. So um, I would say delay, delay, delay gratification. Don't put yourself in a bind with finances, you know, save your, save your money. Don't try to show off. You know, if you're, if you're striking success right off the bat, stay humble. Don't spend all your earnings, save for a rainy day and create a plan and then start strong. Mm, That is, that's a darn good answer. Actually, that's a, that's a damn good answer. You know what? I'll just check the explicit box whenever I post it. That was, that was good because that's one thing that I feel like a lot, I found that a lot of people struggle with is the delayed gratification in so many areas of life. It goes against our nature, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like you're trying to swim upstream. You're like, no, I got a little bit of, I, I, I hit this goal or whatever. And I want to post it or I want to do this like, like, like really quick. And it's just like, especially in business, like if you can learn like I don't know if learn delayed gratification is the right way to say that, mm-hmm. but that will take you miles and miles. It's like investing in another way. You know, you have to put your money aside for a little while to one day get get it back in a greater lump sum. Um, yes. It's taking that same ideology but putting it towards every aspect of business. You know, how can I invest in this and do it? to the, the, the fullness and then reap the benefit after. And, um, that's especially true, especially when you're training employees, it's really complex and hard when you're first starting to train people and you're like, Whoa, this is a lot of time. This is a lot of work. This is a lot of effort. You're not making any money on them yet. Like they're not adding to your business yet because they don't know how to do the job yet. And so you're doing your job 
and you're also training someone. So you're just spent. Yeah. You have to lean into that. That's delayed gratification. Um, don't don't stop. And then and then if you see it through, you're not only creating an amazing thing for them, but now it's it's much easier. They're actually now helping you, and they're taking they're taking things off your plate now. Mm-hmm. And that really, if you can just do the hard work for six months, it's going to pay off for you. But keep your head down. Be humble. Don't spend all your money. <laughs> yeah. Be patient. I feel mm-hmm. like that's what it truly comes down to with delayed gratification. It's just like, it kind of came to me as you were talking. It's just like, it, it goes against our nature because I feel like a lot of us are just not patient people. And we know it's quick. not natural to be patient. Yeah. Oh, I trust me. God did not make me with a lot. And he is this whole year has been like, you're going to patience. Um, and so like, we all want like the, like the quick result, the quick thing, like we want it to happen now. We want to show it off now. And, you know, truly learning that nothing good worth having nothing worth having comes easy. Mm. Relationships, anything like you want something amazing. It's going to take an amazing effort. You know, what, what you put into your business is exactly what you will get out. So. Absolutely. Well, this conversation has been incredible. Thank you so much for being here. Tell listeners where they can find out more about you and more about KNS. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kezia. It was amazing. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can follow us on social media, Kendra.neil.studio on Instagram, TikTok, and KendraNeilStudio.com if you would like to see us for training or if you'd like to get your brows done. We would love to have you. Yes. Well, y'all, I hope y'all have enjoyed today's episode this conversation. I can't wait to play it back because it is just filled with so much, so much goodness. So, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to the Worth Woman podcast. It means the world to me that you tune in every single week and listen to these conversations. And I hope that you can take away at least one thing. I know I've taken away a hundred today. So anyways, thank you for being here and I will see you back next week. Thanks for listening to the Worth Women podcast. If you found value in this episode, please leave us a rating and review. We appreciate you. Until next time.